Welcome, everybody, to episode number 87 of Biting the Bullet. I'm joined with my co-host, Typo. Yo. It's me, your boy, Luke. Uh, Typo didn't fuck me up that time. And welcome, we're welcoming to the shit show, uh, Mr. Lee. And he is in charge of M-Block Press. Right. Yeah. Forum, website. Uh, we've got a little bit of everything going on. Yeah. That thing's pretty sweet. I was looking at it right before this, and you got a lot of shit on there. And it seems like a decent amount of people with, with some good conversation in there. Yeah, yeah, it's you know it's still kind of in the early stages. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I launched it earlier this month, um, just kind of inspired by like just the, everything going on. Yeah, it, you know, and every, you know, everyone getting kicked off of Twitter and Instagram, Instagram especially. Uh, you know, like like our page is pretty big on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, not like huge or anything, but it's I think we're around like fourteen, fifteen thousand right now. And like like I woke up one morning, we were we we're off by like a few hundred followers like what the fuck and like you know just everybody's getting deplatformed and, and over like stupid shit too that's what really makes it frustrating so i wanted to kind of make a place where people would go talk about like guns and 3d printing and politics and stuff like that and still have like you know kind of a productive conversation without having to worry about you know getting like shut down by twitter or you know whatever facebook or instagram yeah, no, and I think it, yeah, I mean, there obviously needs to be more of that with everything that's been going on. Um, there was the great parlor hack uh, that happened right after Biden got elected, or was it, it was the week of the inauguration. And then, yeah, um, yeah everybody getting deplatformed. I think we kind of had the same deal happen to us on uh, Instagram, where like we dropped like 200 followers in a day, 300 followers. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And then woke up to everybody saying, Oh, everybody's getting kicked off of shit. And we're like, oh, well, I'll see how long we'll last. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just so unstable, you know, right now. And it's, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's very frustrating because a, a lot of these, it's it's just over very, uh, you know, pretty inane things. It's, it's just not the type of thing that people should be, you know, getting kicked off of the internet for. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, a lot of it, I mean, they, it's always getting pointed back to terms of service, like violations and God, dude, they're so nitpicky about it. And it's such, it's written in such lawyer speak that you can't even understand the terms of service and nobody agrees with them or, well, they click agree, but nobody reads them and actually understands them. And it's like, at a certain point, we're going to get to an area where all of us are definitely going to be deplatformed from everything. And we're only going to be in our own echo chamber somewhere. So I think that's going to be interesting, but typo is pretty um, bullish on the outcome of social media outlets. He thinks that uh, we'll get a lot more in the coming year, at least, or in the next couple of years, uh, more free speech um, platforms, I guess, but I don't know, man, it's just getting crazy out here. It is, man. It, it, it's brutal. I mean, what, what makes you optimistic about that typo? Oh, I just feel like that's a huge uh, market value and it's got a huge opening for it, some sort of social media to come up and rise and take all those people in. I mean, they're banning the president and then a lot of people deleted their Twitter after that. And then they're starting to ban, you know, all the cool people that you want to follow on Twitter that make it fun. And eventually it'll just be a bunch of blue check marks like sucking each other off. So I think there would definitely right. be something. I feel like something's going to come. I mean, why not jump on that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, you're, you're probably, uh, 
you know, probably right in a, in a sense, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, these things are all sponsored by, you know, analytics and tracking and advertisement dollars. I think, I think we'll see like kind of a return to like lower tech kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like just old, old school kind of like, you know, old school internet communication, maybe, um, you know, I've talked to some people who are trying to, you know, kind of start looking at like OG platforms, like Merc chat and stuff like that. So, you know, Get back to sending aim. Right. <laughs> we're using right. MSN messenger. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> Putting up our status. Like we're away yeah. from the computer. Hit me at my ham radio on this call. <laughs> Dude, like I think uh, you and car talked about that a little bit, but uh, it, you know, and he mentioned it on the most recent episode of the TLE but he thinks that, you know, there's going to be a lot of push towards exactly what you're saying, you know, those lower tech options. And it's probably a good idea for the most part. Um, it's a lot less traceable. It's a lot less, uh, well, it is a lot less user-friendly on, on some aspects, but um, at the same time, it's like, fuck it. We got nothing else to lose and we're going to have to communicate somehow because if we don't, we're going to be getting loaded on train cars and nobody's going to know about it. Well, well, right. And that's like the, I don't know, I guess that'll probably be the defining question for the tech platforms is that, you know, it's not like, you know, like, like, you know, guys with like our beliefs are always going to be like a small minority, but I mean, you're seeing like normie, like GOP, like Republicans just getting kicked off the, the internet. And that's still roughly, you know, 45 to 50% of the, the user base just, you know, generically right so you know i mean they're gonna have to make the decision like where they draw that line between uh keeping their content uh or their platform being like pretty you know blue-pilled politically correct versus actually having any you know any source of income you know what i mean because it's like well fuck man if you shed 70 million people off your platform i mean that's gonna hurt the bottom line and if you're a publicly traded company you know, you have an obligation to the shareholders to make money. So, I mean, you're going to have a hard time justifying that to people, uh, you know, if they, if they take it, you know, much further than it's already gone. Right. Well, and I mean, that's what happened to Facebook and Twitter stock after yeah. all that happened. I mean, it dropped insanely. Like I haven't seen a drop in Twitter or Facebook like that since I think Zuckerberg's like court hearing, and yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. dropped quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that would, like they're going to have to answer for it at cert- at some point, at least from their show- shareholder standpoint. And I don't know, there's probably quite a few people in those markets that are lean pretty conservative and they might be some of the people that got targeted in there. They're yeah. kicking off the platform. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially over like little tiny bullshit violations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I get it. You know, like some some of the stuff, like I never I never got on Parler because, you okay. know, it, like as soon well as soon as you download it, it asks you for your phone number, and it's like, huh, you know, that's interesting, and it wouldn't take um my Google Voice phone yeah. number, it, it 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 like you know filtered it. I was like, well, it seems weird, you know, that I have to use like my real deal phone number for this, and so I just you know I never set it up, and. uh Man, I'm fucking happy I didn't because, <laughs> I mean, they got entirely wrecked. Like the whole user base, uh, a lot of that information is out there. And you had to like, you know, you had to upload like a picture of your ID and stuff like that to be able to send like like direct messages and that kind of thing. It's very, very questionable uh, why it was set up that way. 
like yeah well i mean if there was ever an op for a social media network that like seemed like the perfect one well well right and like seeing some of the uh some of the content because i've seen some of the screenshots from people like uh like lynn wood and stuff talking about you know we're we're you know like we're through the doors let's go find mike pence and like <laughs> you know like there's gonna be like a firing squad and shit like you know i mean i can kind of see why twitter wouldn't want someone to be like saying they're going to assassinate the vice president like I, you know i i get yeah. it from like a business standpoint but that's not what people are getting deleted for on twitter you know what i mean right. people get deleted for like very minor you know semantic technical infractions uh you know but yeah the, the parlor thing was kind of alarming just how dumb people are because it's like why <laughs> would you why would you upload a picture of your fucking driver's license and then threaten to assassinate like public officials <laughs> <laughs> well and that just goes i mean and honestly it's because they're fucking boomers and they don't understand how things work like that that's why they still fall for the same right. you know <laughs> car commercial or uh car insurance scam call that they make millions of dollars off of right so it's like it was like made for i i swear to god it was made for that like age group and they wanted to thin out the herd or something i don't know what it was i thought COVID 19 did that enough but i guess not yeah yeah yeah, no kidding but what do you think about all these kids turning in their parents dude i was i was that was what i was gonna bring up next it's fucking insane that is it, it really is there's like a huge generational like difference there like i would never Mm-mm. you know even think to turn in like anybody in my family for no. for, for almost anything bro like yeah, if, there's like a very small percentage of things that i would turn in my family <laughs> right. and before i turn them in i'd go and you know beat the fuck out of them for whatever right like. man like if i went to visit my folks and like you know my dad was like oh yeah you know uh you know, I just fucking murdered this guy the other day. Like, man, this that's guy. intense. Uh, <laughs> all right. You know, you probably shouldn't do that. But like, I'm going to call the fucking FBI. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, that's your fucking yeah. pops. Like, what are you and, doing calling the FBI on your dad? Yeah. Just fucking. And fuck, dude, I didn't even know how to get the FBI's number. Right. Like, yeah. Able to use a cell phone or any kind of phone at that point in time without adult supervision. Yeah, dude. No, it's, like it's, 13, it's 14 years old. It's a black pill, man. Seeing all these kids just turning in people and then, you know, they'll just turn them in and then put up like a, you know, a GoFundMe or like a cash app and be like, yeah, I just got kicked out of my house for fucking ratting out my entire family, like, you know, yeah. pay my tuition. And people yeah. are doing it. I know. Yeah, I saw that today. I saw the dude like got kicked out of his own house for ratting on his family, and now he's got like a huge GoFundMe. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I I don't like. I hate rats more than like anything. I hate yeah, people dude. that tattletale. Like, it's like literally the the biggest pussy thing you could do. Like, you're gonna throw over your family to the fucking mob. Like, fuck. Yeah, that. dude. No, it's 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 really terrible. And like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's such Especially a fucking for something like, like that like they i understand the media raised it up being this fucking coup d'etat like they were fucking rioting and destroying the capital and this religious place of fucking worship is what it right, what it right. sounded like yeah right um, yeah and i understand that it's a crime in the essence of what a crime is but like i just I don't know. Nothing about that was as serious as it was made out to be. And especially not for, I don't understand the kids like, dude, that's a parenting problem. If your kids are ratting on you, yeah, you dude, sucked yeah. as a parent. 
Yeah, yeah, that that comes comes down to core values, man. Like if you, you know, it, it really does though. Like if you teach your kid to like just drop dimes on people, I mean, that's you know, yeah, that's like a real basic fail about like critical thinking and you know, independence and just minding your own fucking business. You know what I mean? It, it's like, hey man, like I pay for this fucking house. Like if I, you know, if I go, if I go, you know, throw bricks through the window at the Capitol, like you know, you mind, yeah, you just mind your own business until you're paying the rent, you know, like <laughs> it's just, it, it truly is a failure. Yeah. It's oh, dude. I just couldn't, I, when I I've keep seeing at least a story a day about some, some kid turning in their parents or, and you know, some of them, some of them are in their, you know, twenties and thirties. I've seen those, yeah. those ones. And I was just like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with, and they're the same people that rally against the prison system. And it's like, yeah, yeah you're of course. sending your parents into the, the prison system that you're rallying against. Like, yeah, dude. what the fuck? Yeah. It's cause there's, there's no fear of them like getting their ass beat. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, you guys know how it is in the military. It's like, if you say, if you're like, Oh yeah, I saw so-and-so doing something. It's like, man, you better like shut the that. fuck up about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get met behind a quad con somewhere and get the shit beat out of you. <laughs> right. You know? So it's just, I don't know. It's just a different attitude with, you know, the fucking zoomers out here. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's how it was for me in, you know, elementary and high school. Like you didn't, like I always talk about this too, where it's uh, you know, there's the, the difference between it happens a lot between men and women, but uh, you know, men can't say certain things to other men without like an underlying threat of violence being picked up between both dudes. You know what I mean? Right. And there, yeah, there's, sure. there wasn't that there's, hasn't been a whole lot of that with women. Um, I think you see it more now in the zoomer generation, which is super fucking weird. I don't know where that came from, uh, but there's a lot of chick fights now, I guess. I don't, I don't know what that is about, but uh, you know, and like the, like our generation and then generations before us, you know, there's certain things you can't say. And now there's, and there are certain things that you don't do because you get your ass beat uh, regardless of the consequences of the guy that's beating your ass. Like, he's like, I don't give a shit. That's just what you do. And right. It, it, like it's just gone in this generation. Like they just don't give a fuck. They'll do whatever they want. They'll say whatever they want. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you get yeah, the yeah, wrong yeah. person and then you're going to be fucked and wonder why it happened. But right. And it, it, it's like a weird, uh, it's like a weird shift too, where these, these people view like, like the state, the, the government, the feds as more of a paternal figure than their own fathers. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, like, you know, my thinking is like, Hey man, you know, like my dad's my dad. So like, you know, shy of a, a, a small handful of like very fucked up crimes, like I would never, you know, dime out my dad or anybody in my family, you know, yeah, especially to the government. Cause it's like, man, fuck the government. <laughs> you know what I mean? And these kids all summer long are saying like, fuck the government, ACAB, Antifa, you know, fucking burn it all down. And it's like, bro, these guys just kind of went around and took selfies in this building. And now you're like calling the feds on the people who changed your diapers. Like that's, that's a real, real, very significant culture shift just in a short time. You know what I mean? Cause like, like we're not much older than these people. Like I'm in my thirties. So I'm, you know, 10, 15 years older than some of these guys. Mm -hmm. And like what they're doing is unfathomable to me, but it's like, the mainstream cool popular thing for them to be doing right so like it's like what caused that is that is that post 9-11 is that like the patriot act is that being conditioned to live in like a surveillance state like you know 
why are they doing this? The, the anti-bullying propaganda in, in schools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because like, uh, you're not allowed to bully got, people yeah, anymore. Yeah, the kid never. I don't know. I don't. I think. Yeah, I think there's. I think they're just falling for this propaganda. I mean, all the, like the fucking cool celebrities right now are all lefty and fucking every. You know, they're like somehow anti. They come off as anti-establishment when they're all really just anti-Trump. Like they're just anti one guy. Like not the actual establishment and they i think they're just getting played with all this woke bullshit and they think it's like the hip cool thing to do like no one else thinks like us and even though like everyone everyone thinks like you (laughs) yeah right and i think um i think like and the kid like can uh, people love a victim nowadays yeah like and the kid plays a victim like oh my parents or my family kicked me out of my house like i need help like Dude, you deserve to be kicked out. I mean, hell, you probably deserve more from your family than just being kicked out. Like, you gave over your family to the fucking state. Like, that is almost a death sentence. Your family got kicked out of their house. They can't pay their bills anymore. (laughs) Right, right. You didn't get kicked out. You're all homeless now. Like, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a fucking, it's a dark situation, dude. I don't know. I, I don't. You know, I, I'm curious how far like the feds are going to pursue the whole thing with, mm-hmm. you know, people who are just there. Because because like, you know, all kidding aside, like most of those people didn't really commit any crimes. No. Like there was, you know, maybe a handful of people went inside. You know, you're talking about, I don't know, maybe 100, 150 people out of probably thousands and thousands that were there. Yeah. And, and you know, a smaller portion of that 150 didn't like literally just took selfies, like you said. Well, well right. You know, and it's it's really alarming how powerful the propaganda and how effective it's been at making it sound like this is, you know, I mean, they're using very religious terms. Like this is like the temple of democracy and, you know, this, this kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, you know, the people that work here have like a 9% approval rating all the time. (laughs) Like, why do you suddenly care like that these people went in and like, you know, took the the laptop that Nancy Pelosi's PowerPoint presentations are on. Like this was probably, you know, you know, just be frank, pretty well deserved. You know what I mean? And, and you know, everyone's all got their panties in a knot about, oh well, you know, this is workplace violence, and we deserve a safe place to work, and you know, this is where democracy is held sacred, and all this kind of thing. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, you know, if you guys took your job seriously, you you wouldn't have a 9% approval rating. Right. Well, and it's like the, the other thing is, is you lose you lose some of that when, you know, you become a state representative or any kind of like public office holder. Like you lose. It's like joining the military. You lose a certain amount of freedom once you do that, it, whether it's your privacy or um, possessions, what you can and can't right, say, right. like. You lose some of that. And guess what? Like, that's a publicly owned building. Like, I don't give a fuck who you are. I should be able to walk into it at any point in time as a citizen of the United States. And right. you can go fuck yourself. Well, right. I, I agree. The sense of entitlement that comes from, you know, Congress is really alarming because like, you know, and, you know, for the feds listening to this, like, you know, I'm, I'm a 30 something year old, you know, just out of shape guy. Yeah. You know, you know, wife and a mortgage. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but like, why the fuck do these people deserve to feel safe at work? Yeah. Like, what, what, like what, seriously, like, like think about these laws that they pass. Like, if I said, "Hey, typo, look, man, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go to work, and uh, 
I'm going to read your fucking emails while I'm there, whether you like it or not. Great. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go through all your shit without a yeah. warrant, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to, then I'm going to take some of your tax money and I don't know, I'll probably send it to like Sudan for COVID <laughs> instead of sending it to you. Yeah. Even though you've been yeah, out you, of your you, job you, for, you know, yeah, nine you, months. You, right. You can't, Oh, by the way, you, you're not allowed to come over. Like you, yeah. you can't come talk to me about it. You know, I'm entitled to, I've, I've got a right to safety. You know, mm-hmm. I can, I can go in here and swipe my little badge and send uh, me a letter. Yeah. You know, write, write some laws that are going to take money yeah. from you, you know, and, and, you know, take food off your table, remove privacy from your lives, r- remove a reasonable expectation against, you know, unlawful search and seizure, or curtail free speech, or, you know, use your tax money to bomb kids in Yemen. But, uh, <laughs> but if you have a problem about it, you're not allowed to come see me at work. Like, fuck that, dude. Yeah. Like, that doesn't hold up. You don't get to make that call. Yeah. And we we watched like a whole summer of rioting across the country, destroying of private property, small business. And they they didn't, they hardly did anything to stop it. They just let it go on for months. And then the minute they get a little bit of a taste of what America was going through, they bring in thousands of troops into DC because they couldn't handle like someone shitting in their toilet and smearing it on the walls. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, they won't even let, you know, a hundred local police protect your businesses that people put their life savings or life work into. But if you go in there and, and ruffle the fucking papers on their desk, they're going to call tens of thousands of fucking service members to go stand in a fucking phalanx with M4s. Like, and they wonder why people don't like them. Yeah. Why they have that 9% fucking approval rating. Right. Right. And the whole, and dude, there was 60,000 troops there at one point, 60,000 national guard. That's that's, it was like several times more than what's in Iraq and, and, you know, Afghanistan. Yeah. And did you see now that they're not, they're, they're, uh, they're going to keep a large portion of them there until March. Yeah. In the, uh, the, the green zone around the Capitol, right? Yeah. yeah, until, yeah. <laughs> until the impeachment is over is what they're saying. And it's like, yo, like <laughs> that was the whole thing with the inauguration. Um, we can get to that. And with the inauguration, like if there was ever a time in United States history that there was a coup a military coup or some kind of takeover of the the U.S. government, that's what it would look like. Like, show me one way that it wouldn't look like that. In any of the failed states that we've seen across the world, um, a large majority in South America that we created or in, you know, the Middle East that we created, uh, show me a failed, uh, show me one that doesn't look like that. Well, right, exactly. I mean, the the media was a very powerful tool in, you know, this narrative that, you know, the, the, the people who went to the Capitol were posing like this coup, uh, there it's an insurrection and all this type of thing. And, you know, it really wasn't like, I don't know what the fuck it was. Like, it was dumb. It didn't, you know, it was stupid, right. There was no plan. Like nothing happened, you know, like it, it was a cool, like novelty, to see a bunch of Congress people like shitting their pants. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> know, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I loved, loved the photo op, but from a, from, you know, from a practical standpoint, it, it didn't, you know, accomplish anything. Nothing changed. There, there were no shifts in policy. Uh, you know, if anything, it made things worse, substantially worse. Yeah. But it wasn't a, a coup or, or, you know, a, a fucking insurrection. It, it's like, there's not, not really a long history of, 
you know, insurrection and, and coup where like the military doesn't, you know, get involved right. or the people performing this are not armed or that they don't have like, you know, like an alternative leader that they want installed or like a, you know, implementing a new form of government. Like if it's like literally it, all the check marks that you need for a coup. <laughs> right. It's like, this really isn't a coup. This is definitely like, this is the same types of people that will upload their ID to a social media app <laughs> are, you know, running, running around, you know, the, the, you know, the Capitol building right now. On the uh, one time they don't wear a mask. Like I know. Maybe yeah, you guys yeah. should wear a mask right. on today. Like, right. Maybe. No kidding. Cause it's like, I, I know that you guys wore masks into like seven 11 today when you went to get like a, a coffee, you know what I mean? It's like, I know you put that motherfucker on when you went into the post office earlier, but now you're like running up on the Capitol police, just fuck it. Mask off. Like that's going to have consequences. <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't really plan this one out too well. And that, I mean, that, that was the other thing. Like the whole thing was very, um, laissez-faire, like fucking bullshit. Like they were just going with the flow and seeing what would happen. And that was the other weird part of it. Like it, they were just letting it like Capitol police and shit like that. were just letting it happen. And it was just, it was a weird thing. And whether it's an op or not, like who cares? It doesn't matter. It's already fucked over the country as much as it like it's going to. And it's going to get worse on, you know, censorship and things like that. And, but those people, I mean, they're, they're basically fucked because they were so unprepared for what they were actually doing. Well, right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just so, so amazing to me that people legitimately think that that was a coup. And then we'll see 60,000 guardsmen and an empty national mall. Like, it's like, look, man, this is, this is open to the military and closed to the public. Like, yeah, that sounds a lot like a coup. Like that's, you know, that sounds very weird. Like, and very you know, select celebrity figures, public figure heads. Right. And they're, and they were like screening, you know, soldiers for like their, their, you know, political beliefs and like whether there's concern, you know, it's like, look, man, I have bad news for you about the National Guard. Like 90% of them are registered Republicans. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I I don't know how you're going to get around this, this problem that you guys have created. Do you guys think that maybe because they, they didn't give the, like a lot of them like ammo? Do you think maybe they didn't give them ammo because they're afraid of them? I mean, maybe it's, it's probably a factor. I think that, um, uh, I think there's like a legal aspect to that. Like when, uh, like I went to hurricane Katrina, right. Like, like when I was in the army mm-hmm. and we didn't get any ammo, like we had our, we had our rifles, but no ammo. Dude, that shit always bother the fuck out of me. It's like, why give me the yeah. fucking rifle? Because you're just going to bitch at me that this rifle's fucking dirty anyways. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's in my fucking way. Yeah, it was explained like, like, you you know, you can't like federalize or deputize federal troops uh, without, you know, going through X, Y, Z provisions or whatever. And since it was just like, you know, as a peacetime, you know, like, you know, continental U.S. deployment, uh, you just didn't get it. So I I don't know if it was like that. I don't know if that was the same thing um, or if they were afraid of him or like both. But, you know, could have been a little of both. I mean, it would yeah. make sense. I mean, they should be uh, it, it, to a certain sense. Like, uh, you know, the all those votes that during like the actual uh, election, there was a shit ton of military votes coming in, and they should have been almost ninety percent Trump and ten percent Biden. Uh, and then the onesies and twosies that vote third party, but like they didn't come out that way. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the military is 
vastly more conservative than it has ever been Democrat. Like, and that's a proven fact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For the, and it was, you know, I feel like it was, you know, pretty shitty of them to like very publicly make that like a thing. You know, I saw a lot of people yeah. on Twitter, like, uh, you know, some of these guys are traitors and all this kind of stuff, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, the, the, the concept like of, of a military is inherently, you know, nationalistic. It's inherently, a, a, you know, a meritocracy. It's, it's in, you know, it's kind of implied that it's right leaning, you know, wh- whether or not you're like a Trump fan or not, like the military right. in and of itself, like as an organization is a right wing concept. So, you know, to act shocked that some of these like country guys from Alabama who are in the fucking national guard might be Republicans, you know, was, I, I felt pretty cheesy, you know, it's like, what the fuck did you guys expect, man? Yeah. Their well, uncle, they, their uncle was probably at the protest. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> They're like, God damn Uncle Bob, get the fuck back home, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then they publicly they did a whole public announcement that they removed twelve guardsmen from. I the last number I saw was twelve guardsmen from the uh, National Guard that was in D.C. because they had something on social media or in their past that they felt uncomfortable with them being there. And it, it's just yeah. like it's like first off. It's the National Guard. Like uh, those of you that don't understand how the Guard works, it's, you know, we call them weekend warriors for a reason. And that's because they only train very few and sparse times in the year. And they don't really do a whole lot. And that's why you saw a shit ton of overweight, um, like military members. And those aren't the people that, you know, go out and tear down Iraq. Yeah, those are, those aren't door kickers. Like yeah. those are, you know, and and you know what that was was probably like two like skinheads and like ten e fours who knew that they could get out of the whole thing just by putting something on Facebook. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> they're like, "Fuck, man, I don't want to go to this." They just, they just got on Facebook, man. Fuck Biden. You know, yeah. you know it's I mean, twenty minutes later. They listed out like different organizations that if they followed on social media, that that they could be, you know, right wing extremists and like turning point was on there. And if I saw that, I just go to Charlie Kirk's Twitter and just share everything. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Down the list. Yeah. Like I I had a couple people uh, message me uh, like, shit, man, I'm still in the guard. I don't want to go deal with this shit. And I was like, just start posting some funk. Fuck uh, Biden shit, man. Like, right. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Bring down the fucking yeah. Capitol walls. Like, I don't know. Post shit like that. You're not going to get in trouble from your, well, you could get in trouble from your unit, but I highly doubt it because I right. mean, no half, one of really them, cares. half of them think the same way. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it, it, dude, it's funny that they have like, you know, they're considering like, like turning point USA and shit as like potential extremist organizations. Right. It's like, bro, that's, you know, like, like that's really i've got some bad news for you if you think that that's like right yeah. you know right-wing extremism if, if that's what they call right-wing extremism i i'm dying to see what they call us yeah right uh-huh. yeah. like listen to one of our podcasts and holy fuck <laughs> i just yeah i don't I, the whole thing has just been insane and you know 2021 is becoming exactly what i thought it was gonna be like 2020 was crazy and it was crazy and not crazy all at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but like it, it was, just, it felt very stagnant. And I think 2021 yeah. is going to be like this big lurch forward because we were so far behind in 2020. Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope so. Like I'd like to just kind of get this out of the system. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. 2020 really did feel like it was just kind of inching along there. 
And, you know, I don't know. I'm curious to see what, like, what kind of bullshit is going to go on, you know, now that, now that Biden's in there, it's been kind of an underwhelming, you know, first couple of days. Like I know even Democrats are kind of upset that he's not really doing anything. And like a lot of these executive orders that are getting signed aren't, there's, there's no real substance to them, you know, and they're, they're just cheesy. They're not actually doing what, you know, the whole democratic socialist concept was trying to get, get him to do, uh, you know, so yeah. I know there's already some people like I've seen Antifa marching around and there's people, you know, feeling butthurt that like, you know, we got used and, you know, these guys don't care. It's like, yeah, no shit, man. Yeah, like to expect, right. This guy's been doing it for the last 50 years. Like, right. And like, like and there's been so many people that told you this is exactly what's going to happen. And you, you chose not to listen to them because they think a different way than you. And this is all right. I think Black Lives Matter actually posted like, I'm starting to feel it might have been like a, a a fake post, but I saw something and it was Black Lives Matter and it was looked like their Twitter page. And it was like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel like we were used uh, during the election season. And it's like, yo, you were sure. Yeah, I mean, right. And that's got to be for, you know, for anyone on that side who's like paying attention, that has to be like a, you know, a popular sentiment because it, it, it's like, yeah, it's, it, you know, no one's calling you guys to be like, hey, why don't you come out to the White House and like mm-hmm. talk about what, you know, what concerns you have? You know what I mean? Because it, it's the same. It's literally the same thing that happens with with Republicans. You know what I mean? You, you get offshoot groups that are more to the right than like, you know, regular GOP candidates. They run, they court those people. They say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for gun rights and shit like that. And then, you know, they get to Congress and they turn into Dan Crenshaw. It's, it's the same thing on, you know, on the left where it's like, oh yeah, we, you know, sure. Medicare for all. All right. You know, we're going to say whatever we have to say to get elected, you know, and then none of that stuff pans out. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like someone's like, like both sides kind of have to wake up to it and see that like, you know, the, the regular like political establishment is not, not really getting it done for anybody except for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just no way around it. And, you know, I don't know that, that unity that people talk about, it's like, I I mean, to, to an extent, you know, it's like, I get where, you know, like black lives matter is coming from about police violence. You know what I mean? Like the cops, the cops are a sentiment sentiment that we all agreed with. Right. Like the, the cops are fucking out of control, you know, like there's, Sure. You know, I'm, I agree with that. You know what I mean? And I don't have to agree with like, you know, every other thing that a person believes to like consider them like somewhat worth, you know, considering. So it's like, okay, I, I get it. You know? So like in a way, like, I don't know, like I, I tend to you know be a little more sympathetic towards, you know, organizations that have at least something to say that they believe in versus, you know, politicians that are just, you know, offering mouth, you know, just lip service. Yeah, no, that, yeah. I, I think that makes sense. Go ahead, Typo. I think I think we will see you, some sort of unity in like with Biden, but I don't. I think it'll be a lot more unity from a lot of bunch of different subgroups coming together against the establishment. Um, I thought a really big sign of that was Jimmy Dore had that one guy, that one Boogaloo guy, Boogaloo boy guy on his podcast. I mean, he got a lot of shit for it from a bunch of different lefties, but you can see that. There's some people out there that are looking for some sort of unity and they, they are going, you're going to see weird groups start coming together because I think everyone's starting to like see that this, this problem is from the top is the top going after the bottom. It's not left or right. It's from the top down. 
Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I think that holds up. I just, you know, I don't know what form it'll take. Like, you know, it's it's so frustrating to watch the media be effective at their jobs. Like, if you're if you're like a, a BLM supporter, if you're an Antifa supporter, you know, whoever, like, you should have been happy as fuck to watch what happened at the Capitol yes. happen. And you know, you I know think I mean? a lot of those Antifa. I think a lot of Antifa and uh, you know some of those more. Ex- fringe groups they probably were yeah i mean i I hope so like i would have been if i turned on the news and it was antifa doing that i still would have thought it was cool yeah i would have been like that's kind of dope (laughs) right you know like all right at least at least you're getting after you know this the source of this issue yeah you know the right people and that's all we asked during the black lives matter like riots it's like yo, right i get it i get where you're coming from but let's stop hitting you know mom and pop shots and Let's hit the police department in Minecraft and, you know, like, (laughs) like that's all we wanted. That's all we wanted. Like, just stop hitting like everything and just hit like that actually are the source of your oppression. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's just a useful tool. Like, like everyone who's, you know, 2020 was really tough on like the little guy and the middle guy. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, if, if you have, uh, you, you know, like a small business or something like that, um, you know, some of those people do okay for themselves. They're not like wealthy, yeah. wealthy, but you know, you can make a nice little living if you're running like a successful, you know, business or maybe one or two little franchise shops, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so the, you know, the, the people who are fine with you getting destroyed is absolutely like Walmart, Amazon, Target. Oh, yeah. Like these big, you know, conglomerates, multinational corporations, like BLM, Antifa, they're just doing the dirty work that these companies, you know, have been trying to do themselves, but they've had their hands tied through legal regulation. Like these, these organizations that are, you know, burning down mom and pop stores, you know, they're, they're really not helping, you know, anything. They're not, they're not stopping police violence. They're not improving their, you know, communities. They're not giving themselves more credibility. All they're doing is helping Amazon get richer and helping Walmart get richer. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter to Walmart. Even good forcing time. it could it could force people to go back to the police because they'd rather right. have the shitty uh, law and order that the cops put down, which is not as bad as random chaos coming through your neighborhood. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, and like, like if you go loot a, a Target or Walmart, you know, that doesn't matter to them. Like, like they can just build another one, you know, the next day that doesn't, yeah. doesn't really have like a significant effect. But if you go destroy someone's like, you know, car dealership, mechanic shop they're you know, whatever, you know, they're, they're fucking crafting store. It doesn't matter. You know, most people don't have the money laying around to just rebuild their entire lives from scratch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But these places like Target and Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, whatever. I mean, these are companies that open, open and close hundreds of stores a year. This is in their budget. It doesn't, doesn't affect them the same way that it affects, you know, you know, the little guy. And I understand like being frustrated that like you don't have as much as like a business owner, but you have to consider like, you know, it's like, it's not Jeff Bezos's fault that I don't have as much money as Jeff Bezos. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think you're right that 2020 really pitted those two groups against each other. Yeah, right. Because like Amazon was ready to go for it. Walmart's ready to go. Anybody who who is, you know, vertically integrated enough, 
type of system for you know built-in anti-fragility is ready to go for this and these companies have money laying around and they can just say hey guess what we deliver all of our shit now and it's yeah. like okay well that's going to be really expensive to implement it's like yeah i don't give a fuck you live all of our shit. money's like living like a post scarcity when you get to that that level so it's like you know it's no no big deal to have to change what you're doing on the fly but if you're running a you know a small shop you're pretty much done yeah. And you're betrayed by everyone. Like you're betrayed by your neighbors. You're betrayed by, you know, law enforcement, you know, like people wonder why these guys all went to the Capitol and felt compelled to go do that. Even though it was pointless and stupid, it's like, there's still an emotional drive. You know, you can watch that and see like the frustration in these people's faces when they're there. And it's like, well, yeah, man, these people just got betrayed by like literally everything that they've believed in or, or like every rule that they've tried to follow. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, we're all in like a fringe ideology, so we don't buy into, you know, the system, you know, quote, but like, if you're a small business owner, you think that cops are the thin blue line. You think that paying your taxes means that politicians will look out for you. 2020 was a big reality check on that because, you know, it kind of proves, Hey, that's all bullshit. And if you want to go on Facebook and Twitter and complain about it, well, we're going to kick you the fuck off too. Yeah, I think that's going to going to turn a lot of people, you know, to being at least politically homeless for a while. Like this is a really good time to be like, you know, for lack of a better term, like recruiting. You know what I mean? Because it's like, hey, man, these core ideas that you guys have had, you know, they're good ideas. Like the ideas of like being an upstanding member of your community, like working for your for yourself, being self-reliant, like that's a good idea but these people don't respect it. And they just showed it to you. Like you've, you've paid your taxes, you know, on, on every payroll, every quarter, every year, you've given these cops their, their free donut or their, their discount every time they've come through your door. And when you needed them, they said, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. And I think, I think right now uh, with everything going on, I think you're going to start to see more violence coming from right wing side. Because they're, I mean, they're being, they can't even go to the cops. They, the cops are kind of against them right now. I mean, they've been locking them in their homes. They can't go to social media, like you said, because they'll just get banned on there. And then when they take their grievances to the Capitol, now they get labeled terrorists. And it, insur- right. ins- they're part of this right, insurrection. Right. right. So it's now- like, at what point does, does this peaceful talk, like at what point do you consider that? to not be like an avenue that you can take, you know, cause that's a good point. It's like, look, man, we, we tried to get help from the police. We, we tried to at least be able to vent about it online. We even went to the Capitol and what did we get told that it's our fault that we're terrorists, that we're scumbags, that we're shitheads, that we're the, the fucking, you know, the great evil we're responsible for all these problems in society, you know? And it's like, fuck man, like, you know, where do you go from there? Well, and, right-wing I mean, violence, I think, like you said. I, and I think the groundwork for that has been laid for a while. You know, uh, um, the groundwork for that was laid out during Obama's term when, um, you know, school shootings and things like that happened. It was always the white Republican or the white conservative. And they're like, white conservative uh, have killed more in domestic terrorism than Muslims and things right, like that. Right. You know, all that groundwork has been laid out where it's the white conservative that has been the terrorist of the united states and for all these other people in the country 
And, you know, now it's coming to fruition and like the plan fell right into their lap exactly how they wanted it. And they made them look like that. And it was easy for them to make it look like that because of what happened on January 6th. But the media, I think what I think one of the big things that you brought up at the beginning of this was the media response and how well it capitalized off of it has it's honestly scary. That's the scariest part because they can make people believe whatever. And if you don't believe that at this point, then you're missing a huge um, part of our culture right now is media presence in our lives. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you can't get away from it. It, it permeates into every, every facet of everyday life, you know, and that's, you know, going to be something that people have to kind of consider, you know, what, what they consume and, you know, how they view this stuff. Cause the, the media says people are going to have to wake up to this. Like they're going to have to start asking the question of like, what's in this for me? Like the media is going to say, well, these people are terrorists because they attacked, um, you know, quote our democracy. These, these people are attacking, you know, our quote unquote way of life, um, all this type of thing. And it's like, well, what's, you know, what is that? It is, is that what a democracy is? Is a democracy when a mob of people comes and burns down my fucking store because of something that a cop did who I didn't even really like to begin with did to another guy who I've never met in my fucking life. Like, is that a democracy? Cause if that's what a democracy is, you can keep it, you know, like go yeah. fuck yourself. How's that? You know, like the, how's that for democracy? Here's my vote. Eat shit. You know, <laughs> like didn't die. <laughs> well, right. And, you know, so it's like, why listen, why bother listening to the media? You know, why, you know, they're, they're the enemy of the people. That's like a, a given fact. They, they hate you. They hate me. They hate anyone who doesn't buy into, you know, this, this whole train of thought that they have this whole progressive worldview, which is just designed to consolidate power at the top amongst, you know, the corporations, the political class, the, the, you know, the PMC, the political or the, you know, the professional managerial class. It's just a a system to consolidate power and it's designed to create a patronage system where, you know, poor people pay politicians in, in exchange for, you know, access to a dole. So it's access to, you know, phones or housing or food subsidies or or Medicare or things like that. And, and those are all human needs, right? Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that to take like the normie con anti-welfare sentiment, like motherfuckers yeah. need a place to live. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people, people, people need to take pride in what, what they do, you know, for work. People need to be able to pay for their medical bills. People need to buy food. Like the, those are all, you know, legitimate needs. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, consuming that stuff makes you like a bad person, right? you know, in terms of like, like, you know, welfare, that kind of thing. But I'm saying that these people have engineered a system that makes it so you pretty much fucking have to be on that shit in some form or another, especially after 2020, when it's like, hey, guys, guess what? You know, bad news. Uh, you can't go outside your house anymore. Yeah. It's like, OK, exactly. well, well, I got to go. Well, I got to go to work. Yeah. Bad news about that, too. <laughs> your job <laughs> you <know>? closed down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually gone. Like, OK, well, well, what am I going to do for money? Well, I don't know, man. I guess we could probably send you six hundred dollars in a few weeks. Like, all right. Uh, you <laughs> do know. I have a choice? <laughs> right. No, you know? no, you don't. You don't have a choice and you're going to do what we say. Right, exactly. So it's like that system is engineered very specifically to keep people demoralized and to keep people dependent on it. Right. And, as, you know, and, and as long as people are just willing to fight with each other over those small policies, no one questions like the overall design and the overall scheme 
of the system as a whole. And that's, you know, they're kind of in danger of people starting to wake up to that right now. Yeah. And all right. So all of this has very much sounded like to me, it sounds like the fucking military. I mean, does it not? (laughs) Does it not? This sounds like the military. They've been playing this game, these same games with policy and money and um, and everything else in the military. I mean, we had it. Uh, every time the government was about to lock down, it's like, hey, yeah. you still got to work. Um, you <laughs> right, don't have a choice, right, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I I mean, the libertarians have been very good on or at least right leaning libertarians have been very good on like how uh, if the U.S. government, uh, you know, was in charge of everybody's medical care, it would look a lot like the VA healthcare system, which has been absolutely right. horrendous, always has been, always will be because there's no incentive to do better. And everybody's taking their cut and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, now we're just seeing it move into civilian life. And a lot of these people, they're going to start getting fucking field day inspected on every Thursday of the month, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you know, parole officer is going to come by and do a health and welfare inspection to make sure you're eligible for your, your subsidized housing. Yeah. And the reason why you have that parole officer is you didn't wear your mask three Tuesdays ago and you know, <laughs> right. they caught your ass because you were out in public without your fucking bandana around your face. And it was like right. well, three weeks before that, I wasn't allowed to have a bandana around my face because I'm black and in America with a bandana around my face. So what the yeah, fuck right. do you want me to do? <laughs> exactly. There, It's yeah. weird to watch like the two different realities in this country. Mm-hmm. It's I like a very I... split faction. Yeah, I think I might have a little bit of an insight just because I work in like more of a blue collar Trump supporter. Like that's my full like those type of people are at my full time job. And then my other job is part time. And that one's more of like a service industry with like a hipster vibe crowd. And um, the blue collar people are very skeptical of these lockdowns, very anti-establishment, think Biden stole the election and all like they're more on our side right now than they've ever been um and the more liberal people and all these people work like on their computers and they can work from home and they're talking about how they're happy this vaccine came out and we can all go back to normal and like finally after and that you hear them complain about how like all these people that weren't wearing masks or you know didn't social distance and they think that these people are the worst. And it's crazy that like, you know, I, I don't really talk about politics too much at work. I try to try to stay out of it as much as I can. Um, but uh, when people are talking about like at my other uh, blue collar job, they love Trump, think this is all bullshit at the my other job, the part time job. It's people that, that kind of just buy into the system. And like, I don't know, it's crazy to have like even if you point out something like so obvious to these people like the next day the news comes out with something else and then that's what they're talking about and it's crazy how the the media can keep people's attention on something else so quickly and like we can completely forget about the other thing they were talking about yeah i mean that is true they're they're you know they're very effective at that it's 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 insidious like they've engineered you know kind of a social system where you know, they release an article and either you like it or you don't like it. And either way, everybody goes and posts it, shares it, talks about it. And that's how you get, you know, your, your, you know, your fucking dopamine addiction fed, you know, it's like, look at, 
you know, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I love it, dude. I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, I'm going to look at the news and uh, I'm going to get pissed off about Twitter. something, dude. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it, but it's like, I feel like, I don't know. I kind of feel this is maybe, you know, biased, but I kind of feel like the left has trouble kind of just, you know, like it's not real, you know what I mean? But it's very real. It seems like it's more real to leftists and progressives. Like I look at this and I'm like, man, this like, this is like clown world shit. Yeah. Like look at how stupid this is. But leftists would be like, oh man, this is very serious. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I'm, I'm very concerned. The, yeah. They grab onto the first thing in the morning and it's like, bro, not even all the information's come out yet. The, the, right. game, the game just started. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. It's like, like, I, like you're right. Like, like, like the, the correct way, you know, the correct way to read it is like reading the comics. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm going to fire up this, this little strip of jokes and like, see which joke is best and be like, man, look at how fucking stupid this is. But <laughs> the left will, will just open their news feed and oh man, uh Oh, uh, it turns out that these cows are farting too much. And now the earth's going to explode in six <laughs> years. And, you know, unless I vote for AOC, then, uh, you know, that maybe she can get these, these fucking plants to stop emitting gas. And it's like, <laughs> No. Okay. I mean, I guess if that's how you want to live, like, sure, you know, go nuts, man. But it, it is very weird how, you know, there's, there's, there's a big difference between how people consume the media, you know, like, like, like I like reading the news. I like reading shit. That's like, you know, more fact-based. Yeah. Like very, uh, very scientific and scientific method. Like, does that make sense? You know, there's, yeah, like, like, in, not in the, not in like the Reddit. I fucking love science, like soy boy way. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, like, just like it either works or it doesn't. Like, like I would love, you know, like if I just, if I just like opened up Twitter and just saw nothing but like animations about how a rear differential works, that'd be sweet. Like, all right, that's cool. Like, there's, there's no real way to have like a strong opinion about this one way or another. Yeah, it's just, that's, that's just how the way it is. It's just how it fucking works, and, and that works out really well in some like, like the 3D printing community is crazy because like. You get people from all over the fucking place. Like there's people far left, far right, completely oh, yeah. agnostic to politics, whatever. And it's like, well, as long as their printer goes burr, you know, then then this is pretty cool stuff and we can all kind of get along. You know, there's like almost no infighting in you know in any of those groups. But like you can't go on to like right wing or left wing Twitter and make it a comment without some, you know, autist coming in and be like, Well, so technically you're wrong and this is why you're wrong. And you know, I mean right. it's it's just unbearable yeah well and, and it, it's like this uh it's like this political science factual evidence type deal that they're going with i don't know it's so weird i don't even have a real true name for it you know there is those things where it's like this is how a rear differential works on a car and then on the other side they whatever they're arguing about it has no like actual backing towards it that they're just arguing to argue at a certain point. Right. Yeah. Like I saw a, an article um, on Jacobin about uh, brunch, about how socialists should, you know, go back to being pro brunch uh, because it's like a, a long-term reward of like uh, pro worker movements that you have a day off where you can go like drink mimosas and that's like a, a way of defeating like, you know, the, the, you know, whatever the, the man and clock time and, you know, reclaim your, your labor and shit like that. And it's like, bro, it's brunch. Like no one fucking cares, dude. Like you don't need an excuse. You don't have to, you don't have to overthink this, man. It's like eat a waffle and get shit faced. Like you don't have to turn it into this big fucking cheese dick thing. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so and it's so pointless. Like those arguments, like you see them all the time, and it's always BuzzFeed or Washington Post and New York New York Post. I think they've thrown a lot of those out recently, and it's just like this. This has no basis in reality. Like it doesn't. Like this is just a uh, a fucking piece to make people do a certain thing. Like I don't even know what it's for. It's just it's just bullshit to put into the world. It's like the right. today they made or I think it was today, I guess, that transgender can be in the military now or whatever the new thing is. Yeah. And yeah, right. everyone's like arguing over it back and forth. And it's like, like, and the, you see the left is the ones that are pushing for transgender to be able to in the military. And it's like, aren't you people like anti-war? Like, why would you want a certain group of people that you think needs to be protected used to go slaughter people like why would you why would you want that it makes no <laughs> sense well right especially because like you know to, like to the point about it not being real like trump's ban uh as i understand it was not even real to begin with it was just something he said that never turned into like a any like actual legislation and then you know biden saying well we're you know we're going to repeal this it's like, well, I don't, I'm not actually aware of anything changing. You know, I mean, maybe it's, I could be wrong. I, you know, 300 people are going to call me a retard on the yeah. comments if I'm wrong, but I think it was like, they didn't have the same access to transitioning materials through the like VA or through the um, hospitals on base. Like they, they just right. didn't get them anymore. I think that's all it was. It wasn't that they weren't allowed in the military in the first place. They just yeah, couldn't transition in the military. I think that's like an example of, of, you know, the left not really thinking that through because like, you know, like think, think about being in the military and like you guys, you know, I'm sure lived in the barracks. Right. Yep. So, oh, yeah. so you know how it gets in the fucking barracks on like, like, you know, weekends and shit like that. Like just imagine how much debauchery would be going on if you just took the regular like barrack sessions and just added like you know real degenerate alcoholic chicks with dicks driving fucking v6 mustangs at like 30 percent apr you know what i mean uh-huh. it's, it's, like, it would be it's gonna be terrible you know what i mean like like it's you know hate crimes aside like picture like if you just added like three or four like cool trans people like to like a fucking platoon how much worse that would have made shit from like a degeneracy standpoint yeah, it would make it so much worse on so many different levels. And but yeah, you were talking about the uh, the smelly kid, and that was kind of where it jumped out at. Yeah, I was, you know, I, I was talking about how uh, there's always that one smelly kid. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you know, but you know, you have to be like NCOs have to counsel like that guy. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. be like, hey man, you got to go take a shower. You know, that's the like, worst part, too. Could you imagine a smelly transgender kid? Like, well, that's what it, that's exactly. It's like, oh, man, you know, someone's got to go tell Susan to, like, wash her dick again because, you know. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck, we're getting deep <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck behind her in the, the fucking ruck march and it smells like I'm walking behind a steamed cabbage. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, you just be like that would be. Oh, dude, I I'm so glad I'm not in the military. How long were you in? Just just one contract. I yeah. did like three years. Yeah. Good. Thank God. Uh, we, we were giving Aaron shit when he came on because he said he was in for nine, and I was like, dude, dude I heard that. Wrong with you? I heard that, dude. Nine nine years. Yeah, that's that's brutal. I'm gonna fuck with him, dude. It's like yeah, that's like the right. only libertarian to ever reenlist. <laughs> dude it's so true like i was just like like he said nine years and my jaw dropped and i was like wait what what do you mean yeah, nine years he was like i was really good at it and i was like so was i that didn't mean i was gonna stay in yeah dude yeah you stand in front of the flag you put your hand on a, a murray rothbard book and then you fucking take your <laughs> take your oath <laughs> yeah and then uh i listened to his uh you know his boys town fucking episode and yeah. he, like is explaining everything and he said the same thing you know he did, he did nine years and he was like, and then I'd, uh, he was like, I was upstanding at my job and everybody loved me and blah, 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 blah. And then I'd go home and I'd hate myself online. And I was just like, <laughs> right. I was like, we all did that too. We just did it in the barracks and got ridiculously drunk. Like, come on. Right. Man. Right. You yeah. Get out and you hate yourself outside. So like, what the fuck yeah. do you mean? <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I get it. Like you keep kind of, I don't know, you kind of keep waiting for it to like get better, you know, yeah. and just just never quite does. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, I see where he's coming from with it. I don't know about doing it for nine years, but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but like, I mean, Aaron, I he's, like, he's like, he's an extremist. So like, of course he's doing everything to like, the most extreme. extreme possible fucking level you know he should have just been he should have just done 20 and then did tle on the side the entire time <laughs> right. yeah. that shit would be and funny it, as fuck they would definitely uncover him when they were uh screening soldiers <laughs> like, the fuck this guy is uh radical as fuck how do we let this get by i mean the real the real travesty is colonel <laughs> <laughs> He's just the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, just running a <laughs> just running a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing Aaron, he's probably the one that like brought this whole transgender thing up as an idea. Like, what would cause more of a divide in America? Let's get transgender in the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. it was all Aaron's ploy, right? <laughs> It's, yeah, it's just, you know, hey, guys, I don't want to tell you who I was talking with at work today, but, you know, his name was Mames Jadis. And, uh, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's pretty cool with the trannies. He's pretty cool with them. We met a few in uh, Japan, Guam. Yeah, uh, right. You know, dude, that's fucking funny. But, uh, dude, I, I don't know about you, but like for us, like, I mean, one of the reasons why we started this was because of, uh, you know, our military background and we didn't do shit. I don't know if it's the same for you, but we didn't do absolutely jack during our fucking four years. Um, and even with that, we still came out just absolutely hating the system. Like <laughs> it was weird how right. that worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was in the infantry, um, you know, in, in, you know, in the 82nd Airborne. So uh, I wouldn't say that I didn't do shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I think I'm a little older than you guys too. I was, I was, you know, in Iraq in 2006 right. and 2007. Um, so do, you know, not really doing shit. Wasn't, wasn't quite an option at <laughs> yeah. that point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't, you didn't get that choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, you know, uh, yeah, that, that one wasn't, wasn't on the menu. Uh, but, 
you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, um, it, it's a, you know, it's a weird experience. You get out, it's like, fuck, man, you know, that's, uh, that's very weird. Like in some ways it's exactly what you thought it was going to be. And in some ways it is not even close, you know? Right. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's bizarre. You know, I like you guys, the podcast. I think it's cool. Uh, there's like, you know, there's a fair number of like veterans in the libertarian community. I think it's kind of like, you know, kind of a natural, uh, you know, natural result, you know, maybe, you know, you, you, you go do some stuff like that and like, you know, you believe you, you, you know, you know, in certain ideas about like, you know, uh, self-reliance and, yeah. you know, that type of thing, independence and freedom, uh, you know, cause you definitely don't have any when you're in the military. Uh, but you, you know, you reject a lot of like, you know, mainstream leftist ideas or progressive ideas. Um, and so you just kind of come out as a libertarian, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, kind of the natural outcome. It, it's the, you know, the military libertarian pipeline. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. huge, and it, you know, it's surprising that it hasn't been, um, you know, pointed out. I think it, I think it did get some like higher coverage during the Ron Paul, you know, 2008. And then again, when he ran in 2012, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it got a little bit bigger, but it's still not nearly as big. Like I swear to God, every vet that I meet, most of the time they're conservative but if you actually sit there and have a conversation with them they believe in libertarian ideals and they didn't want to say libertarian because they didn't want to seem crazy yeah right you know right I mean? yeah for sure because because the military too kind of teaches you um, guarded in what you say about like your political leanings and stuff like that it does yeah um but it also kind of like uh it kind of encourages you and kind of teaches you to be like tolerant of um like different lifestyles and stuff, you know, cause like everybody that you're in the military with is like a fucking weirdo. Like I can, I can dude, barely so think true. of barely think of like a normal dude that I was in the army with. You know what I mean? Like, like basically everyone is, has some weird story or they're into some weird shit and they do some shit you wouldn't expect, you know? And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess as long as, you know, as long as people just kind of, you know, leave each other alone then it doesn't really matter what they're doing and they're, they're off time, you know? So I think that's where some of that libertarianism comes from. Cause it's like, you know, and I'm not saying I'm like blue pilled about shit, but it's like, yeah, you know, I don't really care what people do in their personal lives. As long as I'm free and you're not, you know, you know, really fucking with me or like stealing my money or, you know, that type of deal. Um, then you're, you're generally okay with it. I think that's what kind of causes that to an extent. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Like there's just the weirdest fucking people in the military. And, and the other thing is like, you get used to other people's cultures and shit like that. You're with so many different groups of human beings and you know, the majority are male, but you still have those females too. But at the same time, you're just, it's so many dudes in one fucking place that, and a lot of them are, especially Young. in the Marine Corps and in the infantry, regardless of what branch you're, or either branch or Marine Corps or army, like, it's young dudes that are usually overly like um, talkative or alpha male, you know, kind of deal. So yeah, everybody yeah. wants to bring in their fucking own opinion into everything and how they do things. And, and they're very intense about it because the military yeah. makes you intense. So you, you learn all this different shit and you become very chill with a lot of people that you've never experienced before. And, you know, you have that, you know, once I'm off work, I'm off work and I'm going to do my shit. Just don't fuck with me during work. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of creates like a, um, 
I don't know, it kind of builds in in a, in a weird way. This is like, you know, not probably what people think of when they think of the military, but it kind of makes you respect human life a little more because it's like you get people doing shit that you wouldn't expect. That's like very cool. You know, you'll have dudes, it's like dudes from the hood, you know, be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm like I'm writing fucking poetry in my free time, <laughs> you know, and like, you oh, know, dude. tough dudes that are into shit like fucking you know, anime or, you know, whatever, you know, you'll have, you know, skinny kids. One. Yeah. Like, you know, skinny kids are in the gym. Like the tough guys are fucking, you know, you know, it, it, it's like very eclectic. Everyone is kind of in a way like, you know, like, like for lack of a better term, like a Renaissance man kind of deal. <laughs> like everyone's always trying to like do something new or like learn some different shit or like do something that's like more, uh, you know, a little deeper than the stupid shit that you do on like the day to day. You know what I mean? It's so fucking bored that sometimes you're just like, I need something new and that gets right. me excited. And then you find something that's kind of, you were like, I never would have done that. And then you get obsessed with it because you're an intense ass fucking person. Right. Right. Mine and was then drinking, mine was yeah, drink, right. aggressively yeah. drinking. Yeah. Well, that's the other side of it too, is like, yeah. like you definitely, uh, then you really you know. start doing some weird shit when you're yeah. aggressively yeah. drunk. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. You know, exactly. And then, you know, and, and then you you top that off with the fact that, you know, you run into situations where people get, you know, fucking commit suicide or they get fucked up in like a training accident. They fucking die in combat. You see civilians getting fucking killed. Shit's blowing up everywhere. Like, and you realize that, you know, life can be over in like a fucking instant and that every person is bringing something like unique and valuable to the table and that maybe we shouldn't just be entering into these wars, like with no consideration for the fact that like they're bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there's some serious gravity to the situation. It's, you know, this is something that deeply affects everyone involved except for the political class. Yeah. You know, so uh, like maybe we should reconsider some of that. I think that was, you know, kind of a a big topic, especially, you know, with the whole Ron Paul thing and that kind Mm -hmm. of deal, you know, but it's like, I don't know. It just pisses me off when, when, you know, like, like bring it back to the whole capital thing. It's like, Oh, well, this is where we work. We should feel safe here. It's like, okay, you know, well, you know, why don't you tell that to like, you know, some people trying to like, you know, be shoe cobblers and like fucking Syria, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Does that guy get to feel safe at work or no, you know? Yeah. Or the kids trying to eat in fucking Yemen. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, th- these are all things that, you know, they don't, you know, they don't consider, they don't pay attention to. And like, you know, they know not what they do, right? Like they, they don't get it. They've never been in those situations. They don't understand how it works. They're not from that, that, you know, class, that lifestyle, that background. Right. So they have no way of understanding it, but they don't listen to it. That, exactly. And so when you, when you show up at the Capitol and you're like, Hey, this is fucked up. They call you a terrorist. And it's like, you're the terrorist. You're the one sending the drones and the fucking, you know, 2000 pound JDAMs and, right. you know, like you are the terrorist, like you're the one creating these situations that, you know, deeply and very negatively affects people's lives. And you don't understand that what you're doing is wrong, you know? Yeah. The, the disconnect with our establishment and regular people is like huge. Like, and it's crazy when they show how disconnected they are. I mean, you know, AOC talking about like pushing or like Pete Buttigieg actually just, you know, passed some tax that now on, on gas. And they think it's like something they can use as like a little gesture to the left. So we're stopping global warming, but I don't think they ever consider of like, you know, a couple extra bucks at the 
gas is like kind of a big deal for us poor people. Like I, 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 I have yeah, to drive yeah, yeah, to like, work every day and I, it's like a 20 mile commute both ways. So it's like, that's kind of a big deal to me that I have to pay more at the pump. That means I can't right, buy other things right. that I want to buy. And I think they don't understand like that simple level of like, well, if we just raise taxes on it, then we'll make the, we'll save the earth. And, but for right. everyone else, we have to suffer it because they don't pay for anything. They get transported around. They don't even probably know what the bill is for them to, to travel wherever the fuck they need to travel. Well, exactly. And like policies like that, like they're not going to stop you from going to work. You know what I mean? You got to go to work to survive, but they will stop you from spending time with your friends, spending time with your family, going to events that you would like to go to, pursuing hobbies that you would like to pursue. You know, I mean, that extra few dollars at the pump, it does matter and it curtails people's sovereignty like that. It has a direct effect that does, you know, a million times more to affect people's day to day financial sovereignty than it does to even begin addressing a concept like climate change. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's a great fucking point. It doesn't do anything towards, honestly, it doesn't do anything towards, you know, affecting climate change, but it affects everybody's, you know, personal will to go out and do whatever the fuck they want. And I, you know, and that, I think that you're right. The disconnect, both of you are right. The, the disconnect between the two, it's always been like, it's always been like this. Um, now it seems like it's gotten worse. And I, my best correlation between the two is like the difference between, uh, you know, uh, enlisted to officers in the military where, you know, one has control of the other and you're on that other person's time at all times of the day. And that shit doesn't fucking fly at a certain point. People, you know, Korea, those types of scenarios, people didn't respect officers. And there was a fucking very good reason why. And right. it kind of seems like it's getting to that point here in the country, which I, I'm not calling for violence on anybody, but I kind of hope so that people get this pill where it's like, you know, I'm not fucking listening to this guy anymore. Like, fuck you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, uh, you know, 100 percent like it's. You know, it, it, that's a good analogy, too, because I mean, I'm sure you guys knew dudes in the army who were sending money back home. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Or, you know, or the Marines, you know, so it, so that's, you know, it's a good analogy. It's like, look, man, you know, the officers get really excited about, you know, deployments and things like that because, you know, it goes in their service jacket. You know, they get bronze stars just for showing up and, you know, they live in the officer's housing and, you know, it's a career thing for them. But for the enlisted, a lot of times. You know, it's like, hey, man, so, some of these guys are young guys with kids, you know, 20, 21 year old fathers, and they're sending money back home. And this is it's either this or like being in jail. You know what I mean? And, you know, those are those are the guys that get, you know, uh, affected by it very heavily, disproportionately heavily, you know, versus the officer class. You know, and it's it's just it's just a grim situation. That's that's a good analogy. And, you know, hopefully there's a, a peaceful resolution. But, you know. Kind of, <laughs> yeah you know kind of kind of a long shot uh you know type type of deal but you know it, it's just fucking brutal and they're gonna have to realize that like you, you're not gonna be able to keep doing this thing where like you, you stop people from working or you make it more expensive to put gas in your car or you you know i mean all this stuff the price of food has gone up the price of everything's gone up you know and and you know especially in the last year and it's you know it's tough and you at some point there's got to be something in it for people to buy in you know what i mean like like even people who you know 
aren't super political. Like, like most people just kind of go along with politics and it's like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know, whatever. That's a tacit support. Like that, that's people that just kind of support it because it would be a lot of trouble not to support it. But you know, you don't want to upset those people too much. You know, you got to keep people somewhat happy or else, you know, things, things tend to go sideways. Well, right. I really, you know, go ahead. Typo. Yeah. I really think all these lockdowns and everything are really going to backfire on them because before the lockdowns, a lot of people had a lot of distractions where they could go to a concert, to a club, go out to eat, go, go somewhere with friends, whatever. But then you locked everyone down and and made a bunch of people unemployed and almost forced people to get political because you know their lives are completely changed now and and now they have to look on twitter and when their governor is going to allow them to play outside again yeah that's that's a very good point it does it does force you know political activity and then and then you know like like we said in addition to that you you go on and if god forbid you don't like it and then you get suspended you know, yeah. so it's, it's like you, you have people that for the first time in their lives are like, hang on, what? Why do we have to do this? How does this work? And they go on and they say, well, I don't think this makes sense. And it's like, well, that's cool. You're a domestic terrorist and you're kicked <laughs> off. You <know>? Yeah, <laughs> it's not funny, and, but it's like it is at the same time because it just seems it seems so extreme. But that's exactly what's happening. It, it is. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. You know, it's, it's, it's really bad. I feel I feel, you know uh you know really bad for everyone who and it's it's like sick too because a lot of people uh believe the whole story about you know like covid like there, there's a lot of people yeah. who are terrified to go outside you know what i mean like 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 a year into this like there are people that are scared to like go to the store you know and, and shit like that so that's no way to live your life that's very demoralizing to people and you know it, it doesn't give you a whole lot to believe in if, if you're someone who buys that, you know what I mean? Like you're just, you're just kind of going through the motions at that point and it's not sustainable from, you know, the standpoint of the government, like you got to at least keep people somewhat comfortable so that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And if you quit doing that and if you give them a reason to start asking questions, it, you know, historically that has never worked out well for the King. You you know what I mean? Like no, there's never been a time in history where the peasants got together and decided that they were really fucking happy with how things were going. Yeah. And oh, I mean, that's why I think um, one, I mean, they're already showing signs that they're at least, uh, at least they're saying that they're going to open back up. Cause it looks like California might open up sometime this week. And, and, and I know New York's talking New York about it too. too. So it looks like they, I mean, it was a complete political ploy for them to, you know, whatever to suppress the economy so they can blame it on Trump or blame them for failures of COVID, like whatever it was, but it looks like that's what it was. And they, I think they recognize that they can't keep people like this and probably in their eyes too, that they understand that they can't just keep locking people up. I mean, maybe in their eyes, they believe that the Capitol was some sort of attack. I mean, I mean, they might be as brainwashed from the mainstream media as we are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's good news. I'm glad to hear that Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo saved us. <laughs> yeah, thank God for our saviors. <laughs> I feel like an ingrate criticizing them this whole yeah. time. <laughs> How could dare I? You? Egg on my face. Yeah. Trust the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, um, let's see. 
Do you have a what's your tax dollar pay for story? What your tax uh, paid for story? A good yeah. one, maybe from the military. Yeah, yeah. This was overseas. Um, uh, our patrol base. We got, um, you know, we got a log pack. Uh, so you know, we got like some food and shit like that. And um, you know, like I said, it's like 2006 era. So like, you know, we were eating a lot of like like rations and shit like that. Um, and we got like some fresh, like you know, quote unquote, like fresh, like food. Um, but they sent us like, I don't know, like half of it was bad or something like that. Um, you know, like I said, like I was infantry, I I didn't deal with like the kitchen stuff. Um, so for, for whatever reason, like I went out like on, you know, to like smoke a cigarette on like our little like porch one morning and like, bro, there was like probably like three pallets worth of food in the burn pit. Like just, you know, and it was like, fuck man. Like, like we, you know, we lived in a city, in in iraq so it's like bro like these people could probably just use the food like you don't have to set it on fucking fire you know what I mean? <laughs> light like, it on fire in the yeah. middle of the city like yeah it, it was just it was just like yeah 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 literally a burning pile of food in, in hearts and minds baby hearts yeah and minds. <laughs> precisely and like i remember you know just like smoking a cigarette just be like man like you know like this is fucked up like the, you know this just is not like you know, just not right to be like lighting food on fire in the middle of like the fucking desert. You know, like, <laughs> you're like it's already hard enough to get shit here. Well, you're gonna really, light food on fire in front right. of it, like yeah, Jesus. yeah, and like I, I can only imagine how expensive it was. Oh to yeah, like to like get that out there. You know what I mean? Like it, it's you know, it, this this was like in the like the KBR era when like a paper plate was like forty five dollars to the Pentagon. So, you know, it, it, was, it was probably like $600,000 worth of like apples and carrots, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, just, just going going up under just fucking JP8 and, you know, all that kind of thing. It, it was just and, like this and really- there you are lighting fucking JP8 on fire too. Yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it was just this really terrible, cause like we, you know, we were like burning our shit still at that point, you know? So it's, it's, it's just like, just a nice sweet mix of like burning vegetables, burning poop and like Marlboro in your face. And it's just like, oh, man. You're like yeah. peak society right here. This is peak yeah. society. Yeah. Like I thought about doing nine years, but then I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> this, this seems civilized. I should keep going. <laughs> right. Dude, there's like every time I love, I love being able to do this with like military dudes because Every time it's always something that it's just like, damn, dude. And you know, like you just know it's true first off, because why would you lie about burning that shit? Um, and then <laughs> like when typos, when we had typos dad on, he was telling us about them uh, throwing tanks over into the Gulf. Uh, Cause sure. he was in uh, what was it? The, well, in the Gulf war, obviously. And yeah. they were just, they were just pushing tanks off into the Gulf. And they're, it's like, they're just so mind-blowingly crazy that it's just like, why, why do we uphold this? And you know, why aren't those stories everywhere? Like those stories should be right. fucking everywhere, whether it's the tanks or burning food in the middle of a starving city because they just have been fucked up for the last five years. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know, I don't know. It, it was weird. It stuck out to me. It still sticks out to me. This was forever ago. And it's like, man, that was, you know, in, in terms of like nonviolent events, that that's like kind of at the top as far as deployment goes of, of just, you know, 
you know, less than ideal things to, to observe. Yeah. And well, yeah. And uh, one of the other ones that always sticks out to me is one of Jared's stories uh, where he, where they went to a city. It was like a big or not a city basically a little village. And they went to, uh, they got heat signatures at one point that made it seem like there was bomb making material there and they go there and it's just like the shitter area for everybody. Right. And it's just like, like we do this shit on, that happened on everybody's deployment. Like that happened on everybody's deployment. That wasn't just one deployment on one platoon that did it. No, everybody's deployment, every platoon has a story that was almost identical to that one. And we spent millions of dollars on just that yeah, fucking mission. Yeah. And it's just, uh, God, it just pisses me off. And I'm so glad I'm removed from it now because then it would have pissed me off even more. Um, now it pisses me off, but like, I just, it's like now I can sit here and talk shit about it, but being underneath it and being in it and not being able to talk about it like that, or like we are now, uh, fuck that killed me every day. Yeah, for sure. So typo, you got, uh, any, some last words, last conversation um, topics. Well, I love everything you do on Twitter, Lee. Yeah, I think you're, you're, uh, shit. you're pretty Dude, the good hairy, at it. The Harry balls comment today was fucking funny <laughs> as fuck. That's, it's true though, man. It's yeah, the left, true. the left is protecting Harry balls right now. <laughs> But I don't really got anything. I just want to say uh, thanks for coming on, man. You're always welcome. And uh, hopefully we talk again soon. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I had a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, thanks again for coming on. Uh, You got any big plugs besides, I know we plugged your uh, forum at the beginning, but just your Twitter handle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, head over to inblockpress.com. It's E-N-B-L-O-C press.com. Check out the forum, uh, sign up for the newsletter, a little merch store going on. Um, or follow on Twitter at N underscore block underscore press. Perfect. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the shit show as much as we did. Um, you'll definitely have to come on again. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Have a good night. Right. We out.